0: Why hello. Hi guys. It's been a few weeks since I've done a podcast episode. It was both unintentionally planned, like a little bit unexpected, didn't really plan on doing it, but then at the same time I figured it was a good idea. Not sure if that made any sense, but I hadn't uploaded a episode in about two weeks, I think. And I didn't plan on taking this break, but my last podcast episode, I really wanted to kind of sit at the top because I felt it was a very crucial topic. And then I also mentioned it in one of my most recent videos, which caused a lot of traffic to come to my podcast. And I just wanted it to be easy to find right there, most recent episode. Um, I also thought that not really a lot of things were going on in my life these last two weeks. You know, I really try to brainstorm as I'm living my day-to-day life. Will this make a good podcast episode? What can I talk about? Because I want to actually deliver quality content on this podcast to you guys. I know it sometimes feels like a little ramble, and I love how personal and laid-back this platform allows me to be as a creator, but I do try to have a specific subject or content in mind with each episode, and I was just brainstorming these last couple of weeks, and it took a little bit longer than it usually does, you know, a week or so, but we are here. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. So as you can tell by the title of this episode, we are going to be talking about the process of buying my first home, I guess. Like, this kind of came out of left field. I knew that I definitely planned on starting this process of purchasing a home, potentially, hopefully, in the next year, 2021. Um, And then this last week, I kind of got the ball rolling a lot faster than expected, which I do want to get into. However, if you are a new listener, don't forget to follow the podcast, subscribe. It depends on what platform you're using, but definitely subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Leave a five-star review. This really helps. And if you want to show your support beyond this, I also have listener support set up, which you can find linked in the description of this episode. It's run by Anchor, so you can also find it on Anchor's website. But just wanted to get that out of the way in the beginning. Tonight, we are actually recording in my home office. It's been a hot minute since I've done a podcast episode in this room. Usually, I'm tucked away, curled up in bed, and it's like midnight. But no, it's only 6 p.m., I've been in this office since about 11 in the morning. I did take a break to go to the gym, but I've been spending a lot of time in this home office lately. It's been getting a ton of beautiful light throughout the day, thanks to daylight savings and probably some scientific reason with the way the earth is tilting right now. I'm the wrong person to ask, but this room gets so much beautiful light. I just want to sit in it. It makes me so productive and I feel really good good in this space. If you are a follower of my YouTube channel, you're fairly familiar with what it looks like. So I've been here all day, all week, (laughs) all of last week, trying to really hustle and grind as much as I possibly can right now because I have been saving for a down payment on my dream home like all year. And lately I've realized that this dream can come into fruition a lot sooner than expected so now i'm hustling even harder like making as much as i can and that's something that is very unique with my situation or anyone else right now that is doing anything of um a self-employment type of position where when you are in control of how much you make each day week or month Sometimes it can be very hard to stop because you know if you do this or that or work harder, you'll earn more money. So without that limit of how much you're making in a day because it's all in your own control, it kind of, it can be very addicting. Addictive. Addicting. Addictive. I think I just put those two words together. Um, Yeah, so I feel very obsessed almost with my work, which can be very great because I love it and I'm very passionate about it. But, you know, I should have some boundaries set. And this is something that my therapist and I talk about from here to here and there, you know, about how my life kind of revolves around my work. Not necessarily in a bad way, but we do just need to make sure that I am also taking care of myself and not working here and there. So for example, the CMAs are on later this evening, and I'm very excited. I've actually carved out time to watch that. I will relax, eat dinner, drink a glass of wine, and get back to work right after. But <laughs> it's just trying to find that balance that I'm working on. And it's hard because those couple of weeks where I wasn't able to do OnlyFans promos, if you know, you know. <laughs> um, I had a lot more free time when I wasn't doing promos all day, which was really hard for me. And I felt very lethargic, slept in later, didn't feel productive. It wasn't good for me mentally. And I learned, and my therapist kind of realized this too, is that I do better when I have a lot on my plate. And I I kind of like feeling stressed out to the extent of there's things to do. Like I like feeling like I'm closer to something. At the end of the day than I was at the beginning. So for me, that is a to-do list. It's a lot of things to do. I would like finish my video for the week and then have nothing else to work on. Like OnlyFans promotions drive so much motivation in my day-to-day work life that without it, I felt very, what's the word? Like, like I didn't really know what to do or turn to and like my purpose in the day. And like, I just felt like I didn't have a lot on my plate in a bad way. I don't know, not sure if that made sense, but I kind of went on a ramble there about (laughs) uh, my work life and how I'm really pushing myself lately to just make as much as I can in my own control because since I am self-employed, everything that I do kind of determines how much I make and I love it. It has been such a unpredicted blessing this year with the pandemic and everything going on. Just like really finding a way to take care of myself during unprecedented times that we find ourselves in. But with all of this being said, another great hobby of mine and thing that I love to do on my downtime, especially like at two in the morning when I'm in bed before I go to sleep, is scrolling through Zillow and looking at gorgeous homes that I may or may not be able to afford because I look at the, they call it, what is it, a Zestimate on Zillow for like an estimate monthly payment. And I'm like, yeah, I can totally do that. But then I look at the price of the house and I'm like, can I really afford something like that? Um, So I've been, I mean, I think this is really common. Like we all love to scroll through Zillow. It's so fun to look at these gorgeous houses and dream homes. And then every once in a while, I'll find one that I really connect with and would like or it has certain things where i can like see myself there but i know that i'm not like i can't buy it like i'm good or whatever um two nights ago however i found and when i say this i am i'm not shitting around here <laughs> i found my dream home absolutely perfect dream come true. It had everything on my must-have lists, my maybe lists, and then a list of things I didn't even realize I needed or wanted that this house comes with. Like, everything. Oh my gosh, I can't even get started. I guess I will say, like, something that I really was looking for in a house was a terrace or a balcony, a sunroom, just complete screens, like a nice sunny screened-in porch sunroom type of deal. Perfect for plants. (laughs) Um... Huge, huge ass kitchen. Whoa. I'm so excited. I just jumped through all those words. Huge ass kitchen, like white features, big pantry, amazing natural lighting. That was like a big thing for me as a content creator is I just need natural lighting for filming, for brand deals, for photos. You know the drill. Um, And then I really wanted a space for a hot tub. Growing up, that was always something I really, really wanted. It might sound silly, especially if you were blessed enough to have a hot tub growing up. Like Tyler, my sort of boyfriend, had a hot tub his whole life, and so he he laughs at this because he doesn't get it. But I had wanted a hot tub my whole childhood, begged for it, never got it. Whenever I had friends that had a hot tub, it was like, the best thing in the world i was obsessed with it and i always knew that when i got my own place i really the first thing i would buy for the home would be a hot tub and this dream home not only has the screened in like sunroom the terrace balcony but it also has space underneath with like in the basement with the sliding door and like concrete slabs for a freaking hot tub it had everything. It has four bedrooms. I already know which ones would be like the guest room, the man cave, the office, the filming room, my, my bedroom. Like it's absolutely perfect. And I, I'm like really meticulous. <laughs> this is weird. Um, but I think it's because of my plants. Like the way the house faces and the way that the sun sets through the house the way the house is like centered with like north south east and west is very very specific and i need to make sure that certain rooms that i like get certain sunlight for plants and stuff so i even looked on google maps with like the compass to figure out which rooms would get the best lighting and all of that and i'm just it's everything not only that it was in a gated community which makes me feel safe because that's that's also on my list of like i need security um it's it's stunning, it's perfect, and I don't want to get too much into it because I feel like no one really cares about that, but what happened is I became obsessed with this house within a matter of seconds. I still am. I check it constantly on Zillow. The only problem is I am in no way near close to the position where I can like look at the house and put an offer on it, and the process of buying a house is so extensive. It's very extensive. Um, and long and complicated especially from where I stand with my type of employment I don't really have pay stubs or proper tax files to show a mortgage um, bank or like whatever to be like look I can afford it it's there are a lot more hoops that I have to jump through and that's kind of what I'm in the process of doing right now because I sent this home to my mom she used to be a, a realtor like and I was like how do I get this house like I want it so badly But I don't even know if I would be approved for a loan that size. I don't know how the process really looks. So because I already planned where I'm putting everything that I own or will buy into this house that I found on Zillow, my mom referred me to their mortgage loan banker brokerage man, don't really know the proper title, um, that they use to get pre-approved for a loan, just to see what I could qualify for, just to see what my ballpark is for houses. And this is when it got really complicated really, really quickly because my taxes, haven't done them yet this year. My income this year, nothing like the years before. So I'm like filling out this application today, And a lot of it just wasn't correct because it's from previous years. And I know that banks, especially with loans, like to see consistency, stability, they need to see foundations. And that's why they usually ask for your two previous years um, proof of income. Now with YouTube, it's there, except this year with YouTube, it's very different. I started OnlyFans this year, like just keep it pretty vague. I am making enough to be pre-approved for beyond my dream home, but there's no way to prove that yet because I haven't filed my 2020 taxes and I can't file them early because I'm waiting for 1099 um, paperwork to arrive in January. So it kind of sucks because, I mean, I was talking to the bank today and these loan lenders to help me out and we set everything up and they're totally like chill and understandable. I mean, I feel like I gave the guy a couple gray hairs because it was... Very confusing, and especially when you're you're very unfamiliar with like social media and how that works. It's like, how are you making money? I don't get it. Um, but especially when part of it is OnlyFans too. Like, what? <laughs> which I really have no shame. I mean, if people get it, then like whatever. But most people don't even understand what it is, so I just refer to it as it shows up in my bank account, which is their actual company name, Phoenix International. So I I just don't really get into the OnlyFans part, but it is a big chunk of my income. So it it'll look interesting um yeah so basically i mean we kind of i knew this was coming and i knew it'd be really hard but i just thought maybe they could give me like a ballpark or like somehow I could just show like screenshots of my statements because when I was applying for an apartment, they just wanted screenshots of my monthly statements. So I took screenshots of like YouTube paychecks and like serving and all that stuff. You don't really need to go back a couple of years for your taxes. But with a mortgage, it's such a different big type of loan that, you know, you want more credibility, Same with like a car. Like I remember when I bought my car, I think I just screenshotted a few examples of how much money I was making on YouTube and that like covered it. But this is very different and I'm figuring that out. I knew it would be, I knew I probably wouldn't get any confirmation until I file taxes, but I mean, I started the process. I'm uploading every single type of paperwork that I need with this bank that I'm working with. They're building like a portfolio of my information, taking down notes and all that stuff. So they get to know kind of what we're working with and what I'm looking for. Um, But at the end of the day, there's not much we can do until I file my taxes and I can see on paper how much I actually made bottom line, because I also learned this today, which is kind of a bummer and it's low-key freaking me out. Mortgage banks look at the bottom line of how much you're earning and what this kind of means is they don't look at your total income. If you have write-offs, if you're putting money back into your company, which is what I do with everything that I do, because luckily there are so many potential write-offs for my streams of income so that I pay less for taxes, but it just helps. I mean, this is complicated info, but... um. He doesn't look at that. So like with YouTube last year, it looks like I made a um, negative profit because I wrote off a lot of things. So it looks like I made less than I put into it. And it's kind of hard to explain, but with YouTube specifically, you can write off essentially anything you feature in a video, anything you buy in a video. You can write off your, a portion, a percentage of your rent for your home office, a percentage of your Wi-Fi because you're editing and uploading videos. I had to buy a new phone this year specifically for promos because my old phone was just so slow and wouldn't allow me to open apps. But I bought a new phone for work so I can write off that. I can write off any hauls that I've done in a video, anything that I bought for a video, like my three bedroom office makeover videos on my channel that I've spent money buying furniture for. Like I write all of that off and this saves you during taxes so that you're not paying a ton of taxes, but it's freaking me out a little bit for this mortgage loan because it's going to look like I'm not making as much as I am with YouTube because I'm writing off so much. And it's hard because my personal life blends almost entirely into my business life. So from their end, they're going to see how much I make off of YouTube, see how much I wrote off for it, and then I might not have a lot coming out of that bottom line that is the only thing that they look at for how much I'm actually making at the end of the day. Which is suck. I mean, it sucks because it's like, yeah, I spent money for a bed frame in a video, but like that video itself made thousands of dollars. It's it's hard. It's It's going to be a lot tougher, I think, for me than the average person applying for their first home mortgage loan. And it will be such a process, but I'm excited to document it and share as much of it that I can with you. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it in a podcast episode because there are so many things I never knew went into this process. And I feel like I'm a fairly nosy person, especially when it comes to certain influencers that I keep up with. And this is something I would love to listen to or watch from an influencer that I follow. So I hope that you're enjoying because I'll probably keep you updated. It will be like a long, I guess not that long. It's long because I know that the chances of my dream home staying on the market are near impossible. Like I probably won't get the home that I'm dying to put an offer in on like today, but I know long-term like this will not take that long. Luckily it's November, mid-November at this point. So Hopefully in like two months, I get all the paperwork that I need to file taxes. I'm going to work with someone because taxes this year are going to be a bitch. It's a lot. I have like 14 streams of revenue. A lot of things don't even have paperwork. So I've been tracking it myself and it's just going to be a lot to tackle as a self-employed person with this many random things going on. But we'll do it. We'll conquer once I have that Tax return and I have it on paper. How much I have made, and not only that, but like by then the amount that I've put aside for a down payment. So I'm saving for a down payment on my home monthly. I put aside a certain amount, and right now the amount that I could pay for a down payment if I put an offer on a house like today, it's it's a number. But if I wait two months, the amount that I could put down on a house would be a lot more, um, which benefits me. I also need to figure out how much I'm going to end up paying during taxes because a lot like it's probably going to be like 30,000. That's my guess since you're supposed to put like 30% down but it could be a lot more than that and then I'll write stuff off. I don't know. So I'll have to pay a big amount of money during tax season and then whatever is left will be still like in my savings for a down payment. It's just everything feels up in the air right now and I'll get a lot more clarity within these next couple of months and I'll definitely keep you guys updated on the process. I really want to start doing like empty house, like come house hunting with me type of videos. I low-key almost applied for a penthouse the other day um, like to rent because there's this one penthouse really close to my apartment that I am obsessed with when I drive by. And I saw that they had an opening for one of their units, so I almost applied for that. But, you know, my family is really encouraging me to uh, buy, not rent. And I agree, because when you're renting, that money just kind of... You don't get it back. It doesn't go anywhere. It's not an investment. It is a big waste of money. So I'd rather own something and put my monthly payments towards my mortgage and see it more as an investment than renting. Um, But... It would be a lot easier, like as I'm starting this process, I'm realizing like, oh, I should just rent a place because uh, it's gonna be so hard to get approved. But I know long-term, like six months maybe, I could be like in a new house and I did wanna start uploading like house hunting videos and that's why I brought up the penthouse because I almost went to tour it and I I was thinking about how cool that video would be if I did like a penthouse hunt vlog and we like looked at penthouses. I might still do that, but it might just tempt me, and then I might apply for one, so (laughs) I need to be careful, but a lot's happening. We'll see what kind of ends up, like, turning into fruition. I don't even know what I'm saying at this point, but... A lot is in the air, a lot of blessings, a lot of hope, and I'm excited to see what the new year brings because as we close this year, oh my gosh, I have so many fun videos. I'm excited to share with you about like what 2020 taught me, how much money I made in 2020, like all this stuff. So it's going to be really cool to reflect on, especially because this year was, as we all know, crazy. Um, but with all that being said, 2021, I just feel like there are so many opportunities that await and I'm very excited. And the number one thing on my 2021 resolutions list is to buy my first home and it's exciting. It's scary. I know that my dream home is out there and if I don't get the house that I'm obsessed with right now, it just means that it, it's not supposed to be mine. It wasn't meant to be and that mine is still out there. So a lot of good things are on the horizon. And that's my little update for you on, surprise, I'm house hunting very slowly because I can't get approved for a mortgage until I file my taxes. (laughs) It's tough. And I I mean, I kind of see now why a lot of YouTubers like, okay, well, I was just thinking about this because I was listening to her podcast, but Emma Emma Chamberlain recently purchased her first home in LA and it's gorgeous. It's like a multi-million mansion basically, but it's beautiful. And she was renting apartments in LA for the last two years. That makes sense because you need two years of previous income statements to be approved, especially when you're purchasing a multi-million mansion in LA at what, like 19, 20 years old? So it makes sense. I kind of definitely see that timeline for her. And part of me feels like I may need to have a similar timeline. Like I could get approved for a loan with just 1 year of tax returns, but if I waited 2 years, I could get approved for an even bigger loan because I look so much more credible and my income is a lot more um stable. Like they it's like banks want to make sure that you're making that income um not just now, but for years to come because it's a big loan that they're giving you to buy a house. So We'll see. It's tough. I'm kind of sad because I know that dream house will fly by and I won't, like it won't be mine, but we'll just see what else is out there. And I'm so excited to like start house hunting and all that stuff. So it's going to be really cool. And I'll definitely do a full video on some of my other 2021 resolutions. I mean, we're getting we're getting to the time of year where you can start kind of brainstorming your own. So I'm excited to hear what some of your guys' resolutions are as well. And, you know, despite everything that happened, I still think it's, like, happened this year, like, globally. Despite all of that, I still think it's important to have resolutions, big or small, for you just to provide some more purpose and motivation when things feel very out of your control, as they may have this last year. Um, yeah, I think that's everything I had to say about the mortgage. Other than that, life has been pretty chill. Like, that's my biggest life update for you. Um, just trying to make as much money as I can, gluing myself to my office chair in my apartment, um, as I've mentioned But I think that just about wraps up today's podcast episode. I hope that you enjoyed. I usually end each episode with a quote. I have been slacking lately, and I'm trying really hard to enforce this again and get myself back into the routine. So today's quote I actually found on someone's Instagram bio a couple nights ago when I was looking at people that follow me because I do creep. I creep on you guys sometimes, and you're all so cute, and (laughs) sometimes I follow back, but I was looking at someone's bio on Instagram and their bio said everyone, something like everyone has the same amount of hours in the day or along those lines. I know that there are a lot of like various quotes like this, you know, like you have the same amount of hours that Beyonce has or everyone's got the same 24 hours. I think that was the quote. Everyone's got the same 24 hours in a day. It's just like how you use it or something like that. But it really resonated with me and it totally is something that I think about all the time because like I mentioned earlier, I feel the best when I have a lot to do and I, and when I feel closer to something at the end of the day than I did at the beginning. I am so self-motivated to get up early and get to work, especially with like OnlyFans promos being here because it just gives me something to do, but also knowing I'm in control of my income. So... That's the quote for today. There, We all have the same 24 hours. It's just, you know, how you use it. And it's all possible. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. Follow, subscribe to the podcast. And follow this podcast on Instagram at BreakingUp_Podcast. underscore podcast. It's where I post updates and more info and all of that. So I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I'll talk to you guys in about a week. Bye. In case you didn't know, this podcast officially has merch. If you like the Breaking Up podcast logo, then you'll love the hoodies, t-shirts, phone cases, mugs, socks, like you name it, that we have available for purchase. I felt super inspired by my creation of the logo with the hand squeezing the heart that I wanted to make some collections of merchandise. So definitely check it out. I tried really hard to design something for everyone. So there are a lot of options, colors, sizes, styles. We have pastels. We have an After Dark collection of just all black with white text and logo for more of a minimalistic or emo vibe, which I love. Some have the logo printed small and subtle, and other pieces have it in the middle. I just really tried to find something that anyone and everyone could enjoy. Definitely check it out and see for yourself. You can shop the Breaking Up merchandise at teespring.com store Michaela dash or I know it's a lot easier to just click a link, so that will be in the podcast description as well. You can also find it on my YouTube channel as well, and even on the podcast's Instagram at breakingup_podcast podcast in the description of that account. I have a coupon code for you listeners too. So if you use the code up" in all caps, you'll receive 15% off of your total purchase. This is another great way to show your support of the podcast. Even if you just give it a glance, I'd really appreciate it. So go check out my merch. This podcast wouldn't be made possible without listeners like you. And if you want to get more involved to help support the show, you can go to anchor.fm slash Michaela and click the support button. It only takes a couple seconds, but your donation can really help sustain the future of this podcast. So if you want to support the show and get more involved, consider becoming a listener supporter today.